0: Um, good morning and welcome to the celebration of the Village SF. I'm Dawila Harrison, one of the project leads for the Village SF. And we are happy um, to have you guys here um, at our facility. We're happy to have Mayor London Breed. Thank you. <laughs> here. Yeah, um, Good morning and welcome to the celebration of the Village SF. I'm Dawila Harrison, one of the project leads for the Village SF, and we are happy um, to have you guys here um, at our facility. We're happy to have Mayor London Breed, thank you. <laughs> Her- <Yay! laughs> Harold Mitchell of the White House Environmental Justice Advisory Council, Oh, and the founder of Regenesis, I'm sorry about that, (laughs) and Chairman um, Joseph James of the Yurok Tribe here with us. We're here to talk about how we're going to... Yeah, um, um, Good morning and welcome to the celebration of the Village SF. I'm Dawila Harrison, one of the project leads for the Village SF, and we are happy um, to have you guys here um, at our facility. We're happy to have Mayor London Breed, Thank you. <laughs> Her- <Yay! clears throat> Harold Mitchell of the White House Environmental Justice Advisory Council. Oh, and the founder of Regenesis. I'm sorry about that. (laughs) And Chairman um, Joseph James of the Yurok tribe here with us. We're here to talk about how we're going to reclaim this community for the urban um, natives here in San Francisco. We are also honored to be joined by several community leaders, elected officials and government leadership. This includes Dan Burnell, Congresswoman Pelosi's district chief of staff, Supervisor Hillary Ronan. Catherine Pugh from the Regenesis Institute. Kat Taylor, the Founder and CEO of the Office of Kat Taylor. Thank you. Thank you. Marty Wakazoo, the CEO of Native American Health Center. <laughs> Along with him is Natalie Aguilar, the Chief Administrator for the Native American Health Center. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Jonathan Cordero and Greg Castro of the Association of the Roma Tosh oh, yeah. April McGill, Executive Director for the American Indian Cultural Center. Oh, <laughs> Sarah Mancado, the Executive Director for the Cultural Conservancy. Shereya Souza and Paloma Flores from the San Francisco American Indian Cultural District. Yeah. Susanna Rojas, the Executive Director for Latino Com- uh, Cultural District. Yeah. Roberto Hernandez, the Founder and CEO of Kana and the Mission Food Hub. Yeah. Yeah. Dr. Cheryl Davis, Director of Human Rights Commission. Tyrone Ju, the acting director for the Department of the Environment. Rich Hills, Miriam Chone, and Julia Sabary from the San Francisco Planning Department. Josh Arsay, director of the Workforce Development, OEWD. Eric Shaw, the director of MOHCD. Phil Ginsberg, the director of SF Park and Rec. (laughs) And Marcia Contreras, the deputy executive director for Mission Housing. (laughs) On behalf of the Friendship House staff and our executive director, Gabriel Pimentel, we wanna thank you guys for joining us. Your collaboration makes all of this possible. My grandmother came here into the Bay Area during the relocation period and my mother lived in Alcatraz during that really hard time, the famous occupation. I'm a mother and a strong Native woman in recovery who found my own, oh. <laughs> who found my own through a healing, and, uh, healing through cultural and community connection It has always felt like home here. The Village SF is a realization of even a bigger community and I couldn't be prouder of what we are accomplishing here. As Native p- people, we are building this together. Now, I'd like to introduce my brother, Peter Brad, who is also one of the Village Project Leads.
2: Good morning, relatives. What a great day. Man. I have to uh, recognize my sister, Virginia Hedrick, from Sukui, who's also here today. A great partner and ally of our sis. Good to see you. Uh, my name is Peter Brad. I'm uh, Quechua Mara. I'm born and raised here in San Francisco. As a child, I grew up going to the Indian Center around the corner on Valencia Street. I have been uh, working with Friendship House for more than 30 years, and uh, the Village SF was the vision of our late founder Helen Wakazu who dreamed of a place where Native people would do would not simply survive but thrive. The Village SF is that place. It's that vision. Uh, it's it's actually a citywide initiative, but it starts with a six-story building that's going to go right behind you that will offer uh, social services, medical, dental, and behavioral health care, cultural space, youth and elder programming, a women's lodge dedicated to mothers in recovery with their young children, affordable housing, and food sovereignty programs throughout the city. The Village SF is a place where Native peoples displaced from their homelands or far from family can reclaim a community to call their own. The village will be a place where native peoples can access vital support services, but more than that, it'll be a place where our people can gather in community, experience a sense of belonging, acceptance, and what we all need, a place to call home. With that, I'd like to ask my brother, Greg Castro, who's one of the wisdom keepers for the Ruma to the first people of this place we now call San Francisco. My brothers in the house, can you come on up and help us out? And also uh, my nephew, Mike Ballinger Jr. from the All Nations Drum. Uh, If I could ask you all to stand, he's gonna offer a blessing and then we're gonna go into a, a prayer song.
3: So so was he, eh? He only a mato, what so was he, eh? He a mato, what so was he, eh? a a a a a Hee ya lee a do a hee a do a hee ya. a a Thank you. Can we remain standing for a moment? Those that can.
2: Good morning. I was asked to uh, come and share a prayer song to help open up this uh, beautiful morning. I also want to um, acknowledge that the song was composed by Leo McGilvery of South Lake, Alberta. And I, I specifically wanted to sing this song in, in honor of Helen, the late Helen Walkazoo. You know, she was the uh, pivotal matriarch of our community here in the san francisco and and this song talks about our mother and the women so with that i want to sing this song If you uh, sing Mayor Breed, I have to tell you a story. Uh, Helen Wakazoo, who I called mom, she called me her son. And, uh, when you became the mayor of San Francisco, she said, Look at that, son. There's a beautiful, strong woman, leader in San Francisco. One day she's going to come here to Friendship House. And uh, just hearing that song, you know, I'm, I'm i moved because that was a prayer, that was the thought she had, and now here it has come to pass, here you are today. So, really good to have you here, I feel really honored. Uh, with that, I have the honor of introducing Harold Mitchell, who has become a warrior for us in San Francisco and here at Friendship House. He is a member of the White House Environmental Justice Council, Advisory Council, the President and CEO of the Regenesis Institute, an organization of experts, that are helping city and state leaders across the country understand President Biden's Justice 40 initiative, something you will hear more about from him in a few seconds. Harold, he's modest, but uh, he's somewhat of a legend in the environmental advocacy world, where after founded the Regenesis Institute in 1997, led the the Arkwright and Forest Park communities that were contaminated, contaminated by waste, chemical sites, And with an EPA grant of $20,000, he leveraged that into $300 million worth of community investment, creating 500 new affordable housing units, several community health centers, job training and employment programs, a new retail development, and a state-of-the-art community center in South Carolina. The community problem-solving model that Harold created in South Carolina has become the gold standard for the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, Helping us all understand how environmental and racial justice intersect. Over the past two years, Harold has been helping us here at the Friendship House develop the Village SF so that we can do something similar here in San Francisco to what he created in his home state. Uh, relatives, please welcome someone I consider not just a mentor and friend, but I consider now my brother, Harold Mitchell. Please come take this, please come take the stand.
4: Truly really a beautiful day. I'll take credit for dialing up the, the good weather. <laughs> I want to say good morning, uh, everyone, and a special greeting to Mayor Breed. And also, we cannot forget the visionary and founder, Helen Wakazoo. I am, as Peter stated, Harold Mitchell Jr., uh, president and CEO of the Regenesis Institute. An organization, as Peter stated, similar like here, uh, we took that $20,000 small grant and leveraged it into 300 million. And these were not PhD experts, but these were extraordinary people in the community that had the same passion that you have, and that was wanting to transform our community. Before I get started, uh, there's someone that I would like to recognize here that's with us today, and she is really the reason that I met Peter and during the campaign uh, with Tom Steyer, she put a drive back in me to want to get out and replicate what we did in Spartanburg. It's like, this is too good, too great of what you've done here. Why are you holding it? Why don't you get out and share this with other people around the country? And I had no such desire of doing such a thing. And, (laughs) Cat Taylor, would you please stand? (laughs) We at the Regenesis Institute, ma'am, would not be here. And certainly would not have been able to do uh, the work that we're doing, not only with the Friendship House, but other projects we are engaged in around the country. Uh, Please, if you could, give Kat and her team, I see Sharice there, we could not have done any of what we're doing right now without you, and I just want to say thank you. I know she didn't want me to do that, but uh, (laughs) as my hundred and year old grandmother told me give flowers to those while they're still living breathing and see and here so thank you ma'am and now that i would like to get started with you to talk about why we are here today and that is i am grateful and many environmental justice leaders and climate leaders around the country are grateful for what president biden has been able to do thus far a lot of people don't know understand what is justice 40. So I'm here to tell you just a little bit about what is Justice 40. And while he was still candidate Biden in 2020, uh, I sat on the call uh, with him and about 26 other leaders, uh, environmental justice leaders around the country. And then candidate Biden asked us, "Is like, what can I do? What can I do to help you in the climate arena and environmental justice? I want to get it right. And he sat there with us and everyone gave their uh, thoughts as to what needs to happen in the Appalachian region, in the South, out West. So he got a good picture from everyone around the country saying, this is what we need. And when he was able to put that plan together, he came back and said, is this right? You're the first to see this before I release it. And so I want you to know that because this wasn't some, we're just going to put this so-called Justice 40, a fly by night out there. This was a lot of work before he even became president that went into what is Justice 40 today. And so with that, um, once he was able to get this out there and won the election, he decided that he needed to keep this same group of 26 of us on the council to give advice because we're the ones on the front lines. And he stated, you know, just like with the project in Spartanburg, it's a model for the collaborative problem solving. The exact same thing that you're doing here right now but we did not have the resources and the commitment of what's here today. So in that, I will say that that bold agenda that President Biden went after had to have the resources. And that's why I would say that when you look at uh, your Congresswoman and our speaker that I miss so dearly, Nancy Pelosi, for passing those historic pieces of legislation, you know, the bipartisan infrastructure bill that was across the aisle, the inflation reduction act, the chips and manufacturing, the American recovery, all of these pieces of legislation was important to be able to do what President Biden stated he wanted to do with all the disadvantaged communities. And so in this Justice 40 declared that 40% of certain federal dollars from covered programs would go to disadvantaged communities that are marginalized, underserved, underburdened, and underfunded. And so that's kind of, you know, Friendship House fits that. And so the big thing that you have to keep in mind that a lot of people talk about models. I've heard everyone saying, oh, it's a model, it's a model. But basically we need examples. That's what a model is, is a true example. And that example is what you have today, with your mayor and the commitment from her staff. Josh, where's Josh? (laughs) Josh stepped up immediately with us when we met in the office with the entire team, your chief of staff, tremendous, and was beating us over the head saying, what is Justice (laughs) Florida? But I will tell you that that executive order that was passed by uh, President Biden of 14008, which is among the reasons that we're here today. And Mayor Breed, the work you and your staff has put into ensuring that Justice 40 by offering San Francisco, you know, as a model for environmental justice is nothing short of amazing. This partnership that you have been able to pull together with Friendship House, the Europe tribe, all of this is something you don't see in other places around the country. And I have gone to a lot of places even before this whole thing of Justice 40. You don't see the type of synergy and commitment and passion that you see here with the Friendship House and the key partners. This is what is needed as a model around the country. People are trying to figure out how to do this work and what you have is the right process and coalition in order to make it work. Now, the good thing about oversight that we're talking about is to make sure that the oversight and accountability is in place for the billions of dollars that we have seen going out thus far and much more to come. And that type of oversight will prevent the abuse that we've seen in the past. This is one thing that I'm Very happy that the screening tool, the environmental justice screening tool that's out, the the type of oversight and input from around the country making sure that these dollars get on the ground to those frontline communities like the Friendship House. And this is why I told Peter and the team six months ago that I'm gonna do everything I can in my power to make sure that this model is uplifted, that other people around the country can look to. And the more we talk about Friendship House, the more folks are saying, what, what is the friendship house? And so I just want you to realize and understand the hard work that you're doing. It's not going without notice. And I can't say some of the things that I wanted to say here today, but it's going to come very shortly to you. I will not get beat up for that. <laughs> but I will tell you, though, that it is incredibly uh, humbling to see the kind of passion that Helen and the entire team is still moving forward with here at Friendship House. I know that, you know, you hear some people saying, well, why are you putting and investing into the Friendship House? We heard that same thing in Spartanburg. And that investment, once I got to the State House where I served as a state representative in South Carolina, we passed an environmental justice bill because they saw the economic impact. When they began to see the impact of what we were able to do in Spartanburg, people like Nikki Haley, Mick Mulvaney, Trump's chief of staff, and other Freedom Caucus members signed on to that bill and said, we have to have environmental justice in Spartanburg. Now, if that can happen in Spartanburg, South Carolina, and you having Nancy Pelosi, Mayor Breed, and the president with this kind of a commitment, we leveraged 300 million. There's no telling what you're going to be able to leverage here. And who's going to kick against the ills that we see, and especially after the pandemic? When you look at fentanyl and the opioids, all of the crises that we see, the behavioral health issues after being locked up in the pandemic era, HHS, the secretary of HHS, who is also from California, Javier I mean, when you look at the people that's on the team and lined up, it's just like me setting this weather up for you today. (laughs) It is going to be incredible what takes place here. And that's why I have to say thank you for your commitment in this city for what you do and what you're doing taking a step forward embracing this project. Everywhere around the country, people are looking for shovel ready projects. This is shovel ready. This has the coalition that is necessary for President Biden and these agencies to invest in. You have everything here. And so I'm excited and ready. As we begin to see these dollars flow in here, I'll just start speaking it that way forward so I won't get in any more trouble. But I will say in my closing because I don't I'm just so excited every time I come here. And I don't want my excitement to get me in trouble. So I will say, Peter, if you and Mayor Breed could uh, come up for one second. Before I introduce you, I want to present both of you and I know with time not going to be able to read these proclamations but these proclamations is from the Regenesis Institute because as a model that EPA has used uh, Spartanburg as that model and example, not only in the country, but outside of the country. I mean, we've had folks from Taiwan, Korea, everyone come in to look at what we were able to do in Spartanburg, and it's nothing compared to what I know that's gonna happen here. I've done it before, done it again, and I know we're gonna do it now with you and your leadership. And so I just wanna say thank thank you for your work. Thank you for your work. And thank you, family. Let's get it done. And now, before I get into any more trouble, I'm going to introduce the mayor. Uh, London Breed is the 45th mayor of the city and county of San Francisco.
5: Uh, I uh, thought it was a quick introduction. (laughs)
4: Hey, you've got a lot of accomplishments, man. Okay, and so Mayor Breed, this is—you couldn't couldn't break this up, though. I mean, being the first African American woman mayor in San Francisco's history is something I don't think uh, we have to give her the round of applause. And during your administration, she has prioritized policies and programs to address some of the most crucial. Uh, issues facing the city, including housing, homelessness, workforce development, public housing, climate change, and recovering from the COVID-19 pandemic. Born and raised in San Francisco, Mayor Bree's vision for the city is rooted in her experiences growing up in public housing and living in neighborhoods impacted by redevelopment and her commitment to creating opportunities for all Sa- San Franciscans to live and thrive. See, we got another thing that I have in common with you here. We gave you Debo Samuel (laughs) from Spartanburg. I was hoping to have a better introduction with you today, but that didn't work out. So, so ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce you to your mayor, London Breed.
5: Thank you. Thank you. 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 Well, First of all I got to say you know there I I don't know what your nephew who sang the song um, I'm sorry I don't know his name but Michael Michael, when Michael was singing um, what's what's interesting is something was going on inside of me at that moment and I didn't understand what was going on and then when Peter told the story about what Helen said I really felt that connection and it was like, I I didn't get it at the time, but I got it when he said what he said. And it just demonstrates to you. This is more than just a space or a project. This is a spiritual reawakening of a proportional magnitude that is different than most other projects that occur in the city and county of San Francisco because of the community that's been impacted by many of the challenges that not only have existed in San Francisco, but throughout this country. Uh, So today, as the sun shines, it feels so incredibly good and rewarding to think that Helen's vision has really taken on A COMPLETELY DIFFERENT DYNAMIC IN TERMS OF um, WHAT IT HAS CREATED IN NOT JUST THE AMERICAN INDIAN COMMUNITY IN THE AMERICAN INDIAN CULTURAL DISTRICT, BUT WHAT IT HAS CREATED FOR OTHER COMMUNITIES AND HOW IT HAS INCLUDED OTHER COMMUNITIES TO BE A PART OF THIS EXTRAORDINARY OPPORTUNITY IN THIS MOMENT IN SAN FRANCISCO. So. I feel incredibly proud to be here today, but I gotta say, um, it started a while ago when Roberto Hernandez reached out to me and Peter Bratt, they came and met with me to talk to me about what they wanted to do. Uh, and in my mind, I thought, whoa, this is revolutionary. How How long is this gonna take? That's what I was very much nervous about. Is this gonna take forever to get done? And I specifically said, I want this done during my time as mayor. I wanna see this project happen. And so I made it clear to my team that we have to make this a priority. The community is bringing forth the vision and a community that has provided the services right here at Friendship House working hand in hand with a number of organizations to provide the support for medical, for youth, for seniors, and to imagine a building that will not only provide those same services, but will provide housing, that will provide a rooftop garden to create culturally supported food and and medicine. It is exactly what I know is desperately needed in this community to ensure the success, to ensure that this community thrives, and to ensure that there is an anchor, clear place that is highlighted in such a beautiful way through this building right in the heart of San Francisco's Mission District and right in the heart of the American Indian Cultural District. It is absolutely extraordinary and I'm so proud to be a part of it. Now, Harold, I feel like we got some promises without you saying the words of those promises. (laughs) Um, In 1945, San Francisco hosted the United Nations to sign the original agreement. And more recently in 2018, we held a significant global climate summit in our city. And the reason why it happened here is because San Francisco has been a leader around climate change, but there was a slight component missing in the whole climate battles. And that was really focusing on equity and how we address the challenges around equity as we push for changes to improve what we do around protecting the environment for future generations, protecting the planet, the things that this community represents in terms of being stewards of the land and protecting it and protecting its people and protecting it for generations to come. And so when I think about what we did here in 2021, when we put out a, climate action plan in San Francisco, it really centered around equity and it's centered around focusing on those communities that have unfortunately been disproportionately impacted by some of the bad decisions that have been made in the past. And in fact, I appreciate the fact that the department spends so much time focusing on the Bayview-Hunters Point community because of the power plants and looking at the data around the high rates of asthma and cancer and other issues and how we needed to change that for the better. In fact, that climate action plan has us well on our way to implement a lot of different uh, things that are going to help San Francisco get to net zero carbon emissions by 2040, which is extraordinary and better than any place in the country. Why is that important? It's important because, basically, I feel like the president stole the language of our climate action plan to use for its Justice40 initiative. This is the perfect place. This is, as Harold talked about, the perfect plan for using this, for using Village SF, as a model for the rest of the country to follow. The support from philanthropy, and thank you so much, Kat, for your work and for being here. The support from the city and county of San Francisco, the support from the state, all of us working collaboratively to provide the support necessary to create a space that came out of a vision of a community. This is exactly the kind of project that is ready to go. And it's not only a beautiful building, but it's the people that are going to make that building even more beautiful in providing the support and the services. This is a win-win. It is a win-win for our city, our state, and our country. Uh, It is a real win for our climate action goals, and it will be a testament to the legacy of Helen and Peter and so many who are here today for the next generation to be the stewards of not just this building but this city, this land and all that it represents. So I'm really excited to be here because I was definitely nervous about something taking too long. I'm always critical of the city and its you know structure and how everything takes so many bureaucratic years to get done, and your supervisor, Hillary Ronan has committed to working with me on addressing those challenges so that this building doesn't have to deal with those obstacles. We are gonna move... (laughs) We are gonna move mountains to get it done. There are a lot of the department heads, from Planning, from Rec and Park and other places, and people who are committed to working with the community to make sure that it's done. So I'm really glad to be here. And I cannot wait to come back so that we can break ground and so that we can get started and we can cut the ribbons and we can get this place open sooner rather than later. It really does take a village. Because you heard all those names that were first mentioned, that's a real village. But every single name is an important part of the village that will get this project done. And we're gonna be so proud and so excited about what it brings to this community because it will not only represent and support the American Indian culture, but it will be a place that people from this city will be welcomed with open arms. And I am looking forward to that day. And I am sure that it will probably be a just as beautiful day today as it will be when we open the doors of the new Village SF in San Francisco in hopefully the very near future. Thank you all so much for being here. And with that, I'm going to introduce the person who's going to help me in the Board of Supervisors Chamber to cut through all the bureaucratic red tape so that we don't have to wait because we want to see this done. And Supervisor, you got more to push for aggressively because you told me, I want to get these important (laughs) projects done before my term is up. So, you know, we got two years, a little bit less than two years to get it done. But uh, Supervisor Ronan will definitely be a real partner in the work that we are going to do to get this project over the finish line. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome your Supervisor, Hillary (laughs) Ronan.
1: Thank you. Oh, sorry, Here, this one. Thank you, um, Mayor Breed. Uh, I cannot wait to get to work. We are both so frustrated with the length of time and the cost that it takes to build anything and get progress in San Francisco. And we're gonna team up and we're going to cut through the red tape, and we're going to cut through the bureaucracy. And yes, I have two years left, <laughs> so I want to see this project open its doors in that time. Um, and thanks for for having the heart. You you know you, you can tell uh, and, and and express that this project is a little different than our everyday project. Um, it feels it it feels historical, and 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 I think that is because uh, it's been too long. Uh, way too long uh, for the American Indian community in this country to get justice, to get justice for its people, uh, to get its land back, because, let's face it, uh, all the land we stand on in San Francisco is is stolen land, and it was stolen uh, from the American Indian Ohlone people. And Uh, This is the first time when we created the American Indian Cultural District, which we're all so excited about and so proud of, and and I am so honored uh, to be the supervisor of the district where where it sits. Um, It's the first time that we're starting to give land back. And in order to have justice, in order to have healing centers, and community space and affordable, truly affordable housing uh, for the people that need it most and all the environmental benefits that come with that justice, that return of the land. Um, It it, it takes space, it takes property, it takes territory. And uh, wow, it's it's overdue to give that, that land and that space and that territory back to the American Indian people of San Francisco and the region. So I could not be happier to be standing here in, in partnership and in solidarity with all of you today. We're gonna get this project past the finish line in record time. <laughs> and you're, you'll have me with you every step of the way. Congratulations.
0: Hello, family again. Um, it is my pleasure to introduce the next person who's going to come up and it is the Chairman uh, Joseph L. James. Chairman Joseph James is the chair of the Yurok Tribe, the largest surviving tribe in California with more than 6,000 enrolled residents in ancestral homelands spanning across today's countries of Humboldt and Del Norte into the Pacific Ocean and along the Klamath River which I recently visited and it is gorgeous. (laughs) Just letting you guys know. As chairman, he has led the Yurok tribe in its efforts to protect natural and cultural resources, to expand the tribe's economic development portfolio, and to combat the crisis of missing and murdered indigenous people. As a key partner of the Justice 40 Village Initiative, Chairman James and the Yurok Tribe are working for the Friendship House and the city to create an affordable housing for the Yurok and Native American people in the San Francisco, and to build the Yurok Tribe Regional Wellness Center in Humboldt County. I'd like to introduce to you, um, Tribal Chairman.
2: Good morning.
6: Again, my neck now, Joseph L. James, uh, Chairman of the York Tribe. I, I come from the village of Sragon, located on the lower Klamath River, just north of, of here, about six, seven hours. Um, thought a lot about uh, today, you know. Today's a, a proud day, a beautiful day, uh, but when I think of that, you know, I, I give thanks. I give thanks to everybody that paved the way. I give thanks to everybody that, that made me who the person I am uh, as, a, as a person, as a tribal chairman. No individual could do it alone, without their family, or their upbringing. Uh, as I mentioned, our village—I, I, you know—I I, I appreciate that uh, coming from a village back at home, uh, being able to care, love one and love one another. Uh, we're always taught that. Uh, and, you know, this is what it looks like here today, is bringing people together from the from the White House, uh, from the state, from the local government, uh, tribal leaders, community. Uh, from rural and urban. Uh, you know, this is what it looks like here today, to, to think Indian, to be Indian, to take care of one another. And again, it's a it's a privilege and honor. I wanna thank everyone here today. Uh, we at the Yurok Tribe are, are honored to be working with the Friendship House, the oldest and largest American Indian-led organization serving the American Indian in San Francisco. Our Justice40 partnership includes two key projects, creating affordable housing for Yurok in the people in San Francisco, in creating a Yurok tribe wellness center at home at Yurok, really excited about that. Really proud of that. Um, you know, be able to provide that that wellness, that treatment center here at home at Yurok. Um, you know, combating uh, crisis. You never know what uh, an individual is going through uh, on a on a day to day basis. You truly don't. Um, Again, you know, that's that's why I. You know, I was taught and raised. You know, to free our free our mind, to free my mind. Uh, to, you know, to open up our heart. Uh, by my grandfather, uh, back at home. Um, you know, I was, I was sitting there, looking up. Beautiful day. Yeah. You know, Creator uh, is uh, is looking down for us and, and providing that that space for us today as this historic day, and you know, cutting edge, moving forward, uh, setting the precedence in a good way, uh, providing this opportunity for the Justice Forty. You know, it fits well with us as, as Indian people, you know. You know, I, I, uh, I was at an event of MIP next week, and again, we're, we're always taught to take care, look after. And, and here at this, this new uh, facility that's coming forward, I, a timeline, you know, that's just not gonna service uh, people, Indian people, you know, to have the land come back, to bring us whole, to bring balance back to us as people. Um, land, you know, it, it is truly a privilege and honor to think back who's paved the way and to get to this point and, and to be standing here today in front of everybody here. And again, as a, you know, I always taught as a, our elders, uh, you know, I don't speak the language very much, but, but think Indian. That's What I heard here today, that's the we are, that's what we're doing, thinking Indian to take care of one another. Uh, in a uh, before I like to close, uh, uh, with a song, you know, you know, I, I do a lot of songs back at home, our culture, uh, in our house, and again, as a, I think of my my upbringing every time of, of, of who I am as, as a as a person and and be able to have this privilege and opportunity as a tribal chair to serve our people um, and moving forward and, and, and Peter it is a truly an honor to be here to be part of this brother uh, you know I, I say let's get down and, and get down with the work <laughs> so again uh, we've got a lot of work yet to do. But again, i uh, really excited about the, the opportunity and the action that's happening. And so, and again, uh, you know, as, as I sing a song, you know, as I mentioned, you never know where somebody's at in their lives. You know, I woke up this morning, did my thing spiritually, cultural, uh, and getting ready for today. If we can help one another here today, help our families back at home, help our community Help our villages. Uh, do that. Do that. Speak from your heart. You know. Speak from your heart. Help one another, and that's what we're doing here today. and uh Let's open it up with a song. He did with you. He did with you. He did with you. Hello. Oh, wait, you, whoa, here Thank you. Thank you. It's truly a privilege and an honor to be here today.
2: Thank you, relatives, for your patience. My brother was singing. I was reminded of one of our medicine people who used to come and work here with the relatives. These eagle feathers right here that you see, this buffalo hair that you see, these songs that you're hearing, they were once outlawed by this federal government and the native people. They laid down their lives. They shed their blood so we could use these things today. So I really appreciate those songs, brother. And with that, uh, I wanna ask my brother, Dan Bernal, to come up and share a few words. Dan is the uh, president of the Health Commission here in San Francisco, and he holds that down as the uh, Deputy Chief of Staff for Congresswoman Pelosi, who was a dear friend of my mom, Helen Wakazoo, and when Helen had the vision to build this building you see before you, uh, Speaker Pelosi at the time, she helped make it a reality. In fact, our, our kitchen is called uh, Nancy's Kitchen. So, with that, Daniel, I really want to thank you for the support that you and, and the speaker have shown, the Congresswoman, excuse me, have shown throughout the, the decades.
7: Thank you. Thank you so much, Peter. It's really a privilege to be here with you, uh, with the mayor, of course, with Mr. Mitchell from the White House. And, you know, we can call her Nancy Ward home, right? Nancy's dear friend, Helen Wakazoo, her spirit is really present here. And we all felt it when you were speaking about the history that our mayor has made here in San Francisco too. So with the songs and the spirituality, thank you. Um, Just very briefly, Speaker Pelosi is very grateful for the opportunity to support your critical work to provide culturally sensitive whole person care to our urban Indian community here in San Francisco. And that is why in the 2023 appropriations bill, she sought and secured funding through the community funding project program in order to support the village here and everything and all of the exciting work and support and community activity particularly for our our, our community members who are in recovery. So exciting that you're going to be providing services specifically for mothers with their children who are, who are working to really better themselves and to, to create a great life for themselves and to really build this fabric of community. So on behalf of Speaker Pelosi, Speaker Emerita Pelosi, uh, thank you again for your leadership. Thank you for inviting her to be here. I know she wants to come back and visit the kitchen and she can't wait to come and visit the village as well. So thank you very much for having me here. It's a real privilege Thank you, everyone. Oh, oh, and may I also add that um, on behalf of Speaker Emerita Pelosi, I have a certificate of special congressional recognition presented to the Friendship House Association of American Indians for your leadership in establishing the Village SF to provide holistic and culturally significant services to San Francisco's urban Indian community in recognition of outstanding and invaluable service to the community. All right,
2: relatives, uh, we would like to our executive director, Gabriel Pimentel, and one of our elders, Patricia Shirley. We would like to ask uh, Mayor Mayor Breed, uh, Dan, Hillary, Chairman James, and Harold Mitchell to come stand here. We want to honor you with the blanket. These blankets have deep spiritual and cultural meaning. In cold winters, they could could literally save your life. They were hard to come by. (laughs) And they represent our mothers, our grandmothers, our great grandmothers, all the way back in time. May you always be sheltered by love, compassion, and protection. Ahoo. We want our relatives. I wanna ask my brother.
1: A lot of we don't put uh a around their man. So we're yeah. honored
8: then putting on their
2: left shoulder. We've asked uh, our chief, Martin Wakazo's he's recognized as a chief throughout Indian country. He's held his husband. And he just celebrated 50 years, Native American Health Center. He helped build Friendship House. He's gonna share some words with us to close us out.
8: Thank you, Peter. First of all, I'd like to uh, acknowledge and thank the residents. The residents who are taking care of their issues and their problems. Thank you very much for allowing us to be here this morning. This is a dream that Helen had many years ago. She shared it with the family and with uh, the family at the Friendship House that we have to make sure that our culture stays alive, that our ways and our ceremonies continue for the next generation. I'm a great-grandfather. Helen and I worked every day to make sure that our children followed their traditional ways. Helen, when she went to boarding school from Navajo Reservation to Intermountain in Utah, where she was told she couldn't speak her language, she couldn't practice her ways. And when she graduated there, she didn't have a choice to either go back to the reservation or to go. she was forced to come to San Francisco. You know, today is a very special day to hear people voice their support for the village. It's something that we desperately need for future generations. And I want to thank all the representatives from Washington, D.C. to San Francisco for your support and continued efforts to ensure that this building is built and to my community I just want to say stand up be strong it will get done it's going to be a difficult road difficult path but never give up never give up never give up hope And I just want to say, in my 40 years married to Helen, I saw Willie Brown, Gavin Newsom, and the mayor, who I watched. And then I think about my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, Ayana and Koya. Now I can say them say to them, you can be mayor, too. And maybe one day, president. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you. Where's Peter? Come on. Take, take it back. Okay. Take All right. Thank you, brother.
2: Again, thank you, Mayor Breed, for coming. To, I know you're busy. Busy woman. <laughs> all of you, Hillary, thank you. Dan, brother, brother Joseph, Brother Harold. Thank you all for coming. Relatives, thank you for coming, for believing in this vision. And uh, if you'd like, we have some refreshments for you, and we'd love to get a couple photographs. So thank you all for coming for this, this historic day. We can just have you group right here, grab a couple photos. Thank you all, relatives. Have a good day. Oh. Thank you.